you a band or artist in need of an hourly rehearsal space? We have what you need. Here at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts, we have a back line of drums, amps, 32-channel PA, and most of the gear you will need to get your show on the road. Our stage lighting and pleasant atmosphere makes for the perfect place for any artist to get creative, and you will love our competitive prices. So call Mary Lee at 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com. Come rock out with us at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts. Call 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com and book your time slot today. Hey, I'm Pat B. I'm Adam Willis. JM, the Thriller Priest. And just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Ah, uh, 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 there it is. Your bop with me. Uh, uh. Yo, why don't I see like the enthusiasm? I'm getting it from the priest, but you know what, man? <sighs> sorry, sorry. I almost, <laughs> almost got unchristlike for a second. I apologize, brother. You take my confession later. Eh, we'll see what we can do. We'll wow. See what we do. Okay. All right. All right. Well, God. <laughs> apparently, God did not get involved this time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. To the side of me. Over in the corner, weighing in at 151 pounds. That's actually pretty close. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I gauge pretty well. I'm like that dude in the circus. <laughs> been checking you know, me out all day. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, that's how I do. You don't know where I got a camera stashed. Black Ooh. Adam Willis. How we doing, P? Hey, man, you know what? I'm doing okay. I've been doing up, I've been okay. down, I've been left, I've been right. I'm ready for a fight. We're doing it. Ah, so I checked out Hereditary on your suggestion yes. this past Tuesday, and uh, mm. I, I see, I went to the movies by myself, mm-hmm. and then I got home, and the girlfriend wasn't home, so I got the dog out of the cage to stay with me up because I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I told you it was creepy. Like the dog was going to do something in case the ghost comes down from the ceiling and gets me. You well, know well, no, no, no. You're thinking, about, you're thinking about it all wrong. I don't know how long you've had the dog, but you can always get another one. So, you know, you, so, you know so it's, like, it's like, sick him. And then you just like, you know, work your way out the back door. The, yeah, throw it at it, open the door and take off. There yeah. you go. Yes. I see Adam in like a bump of some change. The first thing he said to me, hey, what's up, Jay? I see you in a minute. You see hereditary though? <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I haven't. No, I texted Man. him right after. I was like, dude. Oh, all right. Well, oh, okay. What you hear right now is the voice, is those smooth to- tones of JM the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. It's glad to be here. It's been, it's been a minute. It's, it's been, been a minute. A minute. Been I see that. Uh, I see uh, Turbo Tom that cleaned the place up, man. I was on Facebook. <laughs> check it out on WEMF Radio's Facebook web Facebook page. And I'm like, ooh, that don't like the studio I was in like a month ago. And I'm walking in here looking at a nice little quick. Stepping over stuff, getting around everything. Like but now it's like, yeah, we got I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Almost exactly. like a professional type radio station where people actually broadcast from and stuff. Yeah. Now we got the headphones waiting by by the uh hey, you the know, mics we, got the, we got the tape poles down like we've been doing for years. Like, yeah. I'm feeling this. It's all crispy uh, and clean. Yeah, okay. you know, honestly, we, we we talk we talk a lot of mess and we make fun, but I do have to sh- give a give a quick shout out to respect for Tom for handling mm-hmm. handling business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our producer over there, Turkey Tom. Woo! Turkey Tom. I'm blushing over here. That's why I'm not on camera. Turkey all right, I'm gonna call you Hand Turkey Tom from now on. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's the dude. Whoa, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> the, the actual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, and over here in the corner, not to be forgotten, he's silent but deadly. Just Johnny. You. Hey, always understated, but man, this dude has some good stuff for us. We have that further E3 coverage. Oh yeah, lots of E3 coverage. Mm-hmm. We also have Fortnite. 
Fortnite. Coming it's, to you in two weeks. Yeah, no, it's out right now. Oh, you can snap. play it right now. All right, well, then I guess it's a misnomer. Yeah. All right, also coming at you with Hotel Artemis. Mm. All right, and Jam, mm -hmm. just to answer your questions, it is not related to John Wick at all. Okay. Uh, I don't know. That's or what Hotel hearing. Rwanda. Or Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> Neither of those things. <laughs> well, well it's not Sterling K. Brown, who is like, who, he's Don Cheeto oh, Black. So, I mean, gotcha. I couldn't could understand where you might get confused there. <laughs> Don Cheeto Black. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a new, uh, that's, 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 that, that's that new gradient. You know, <laughs> Wesley snipes out the face. He, so he slid in Wesley Snipes' spot. <laughs> he's, he he's sniping him. It, it now that goes sucks. Jaimon Hansu, Wesley Snipes, the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg's lips. There you yeah. go. <laughs> all right. horrible. You're horrible. <laughs> all, right, all right. Also, not to be forgotten, dude, um, I was really looking forward to this, even though I'm not a huge fan of the comic franchise. Anytime they reintroduce comic characters to the screen, you know we got to be there. Mm. Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, I'm interested too. Mm -hmm. This was on Freeform, not on Netflix as I originally thought. Um, so I, I was actually wrong on the announcement. So if y'all actually paid attention to the text, good for you. Ignore it this time. I mean, to be fair, I thought it was Netflix too. All yeah. the advertisement has has a Netflix sort of whitish gray, mm -hmm. egg white mm -hmm. color uh, with the red font. So I'm thinking, yeah. okay, this is Netflix. I literally went on Netflix searching for like, why can't I find this? And then I Googled it and saw it was on Freeform. So I mean... I'm not mad at your piece. It's an honest mistake. I'm, I'm a little mad. Too. Thank oh, you, brother. You're too kind. I'm a little mad, but I'm not. I'm more <laughs> I, I feel, exactly. I feel like that's just your profession that you'll have an effect on how you out, your outward speech. Inside, you're thinking, pee you dumb motherfucker. Let's do man. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I'll take my lumps. Yeah. All right. And then of course we are gonna kick back to this gentleman here because you have the inside stuff, my man. You're gonna be our yes. mod Rashad tonight for WWE Money in the Bank. Oh, you 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 put the bar up there. You said a mod Rashad. Well, I might I, 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 I might, I might, I might give you, you homie. I might give you Charles Barkley. You know what I mean? I don't know about a mod Rashad. I mean you having it up there. He's a legend. Man, come on, that's terrible. That's terrible. How you going? Don't sit there. I'm gonna give you Kenny the Jet, you know what I mean? He'll give you that. <laughs> Oh, and I'm going to need to be like James Brown. Baby John Madden. You John know, Madden. If, he, if he didn't get sacked, we got that first down. Like That's a I, wham block right there. Wham. What you got to do is you got to wrestle better if you're going to win. That's what you got to wrestle good. And then if, if you don't, yeah, if you don't wrestle good, then you're wrestling the bad. Yeah, so many circles. Just circles all over. <laughs> Just a screen full of white circles. It's that little, uh, what little you giants. He's like, you got any, uh, got any uh, you know, suggestions for the game? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Gets on the bus and like, takes off. Oh, wow, you guys suggest us don't lose. <laughs> if he'd have lost, he would have won. Like, right. you, know, you know what I hate when people give advice like that, though? I remember this This is nothing to do with sports yeah. uh, specifically. This was um, an episode of Tosh.0 where they were trying to redeem a dude doing a rap battle. Yeah. And they brought out a uh, busy bone. No. Uh, to coach him. Was this, is this, is this uh huh, Busy Bo from yes, BT, yes, 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 it is. When he fell off real bad. Yes. Uh, you know, you know, you know what I think though, man. I feel yeah. like, I feel like, um, uh, I feel like I've told you this before because no, was you like, have it, but I just know Busy Bo okay, had a tough hard knock life. Tough post -bone. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, this, well, dude comes up and he's like, okay, so I'm gonna have this rap battle. Um, you got any got any advice for me? He's like, um, yeah. Um, make sure um your metaphors are tight. Um, make sure your rhymes are on point. Make sure the crowd loves you, um, and make sure you win. Go! I'm like, what? what? All, all things that you're, yeah, yeah, like, capable of doing. Roger, right? Those nice. are all practical He's suggestions. Like, okay, I'm gonna want you to make sure you're dope and not whack. Go! Like, <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> got nothing. Got nothing. All right. Do you know right. what advice is? Yeah. <laughs> like, Claire's parents had a good marriage. <laughs> Uh, you got the advice, yeah. I want you to make sure you win and not lose. 
man. All right, but now right now we're gonna kick it over to just Johnny. He's been waiting with a zen-like patience to dive right in head first. Yep, right into And then E3. shoulders, knees and toes. Knees and toes? Uh, knees, knees and toes. toes. I've been singing it to my daughter for like the past like, week. <laughs> so, following uh, up E3, on... E3, my man. Go yeah, for it. following up on last week's E3, I got to watch the rest of the press conferences, mainly uh, just before, uh, as we were sort of going through things yesterday, uh, or last week, it was uh, Sony was happening, so I didn't get to catch that until afterwards, and then Nintendo... After that, and then all the the smaller little announcements that were speckled about throughout all of E3. Yeah, and I didn't get to touch on like uh, Ubisoft or Square Enix or anything like that. Mm. But um, well, you have an opportunity now, my friend. Late on. I do. Yeah. So let me just go with the, a recap of Sony. Sony uh, kind of focused on four uh, very big first-party games. Only one of which is coming out this year, and the remaining three is coming out either next year or the year after. Mm. Uh, the one that's coming out this year is Spider-Man. They showed a very lengthy gameplay uh, sequence uh, where it's was it the Sinister Six or something like that. Always, it's always the it's, it's If it's not the Sinister Six, it's the Insidious Six. You cats are really obsessed with the number six. Oh, uh, so it's Spider-Man, and I guess there's like this. Uh, I don't. I'm not too familiar with Spider-Man mythos or anything like that. Okay, but there's, well, there's this, this guy, right? Alcatraz-like island. Out of his wrist, and he, call, he calls on walls. Well, his name is Peter something or other. So there's this Alcatraz-like <laughs> island that's filled. Uh, that's a prison for all the supervillains in the Spider-Man universe, and uh, there's a breakout, and Spider-Man is sort of in the middle of this disaster as. Uh, uh, villains are sort of breaking out of this maximum security prison. Uh, you you encounter like uh, Rhino and uh, Scorpio, uh, Scorpion and um, uh, I, don't, I don't know the guy with the electric electrical. You mean Electro? Electro, <laughs> I guess. No, it, it sounds like it's the general Spider-Man rogue, rogues gallery. They're not throwing you any curveballs with new characters. Right, uh, and then I never even knew about this guy, but Mr. Negative? Uh, Mr. Negative, yeah, he's a more recent creation, so he's not like old school 60s so-and-so. Yeah. He's what the original he does copy is... of the camera photo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Mr. Ne Mr. Negative is one of those dudes that like he can control people's minds and um, and make them, like bend them to his will. He's one of those dudes that'll make a good guy turn evil. Okay. Was so, it like the opposite of like the dude from uh, from Captain Planet who got heart? So he just makes it mean. Like that's what he does. Yeah. That's like that's like a sorry. That's a sorry superpower. But yeah, it's like that's the weakest that one. one. It's like so my team be like heart sure. and make Captain Pollution. It's like okay, uh, dickishness. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, Mr. Negative. Actually, Mr. Negative made a resurgence uh, in the comics over the last few years. Um, I suspect though it's more for uh, like pushing some of the other Marvel. Um, uh, uh, like MCU properties and the Marvel uh, TV and Netflix properties. Mm. Like uh, we're talking about Cloak and Dagger later on. Uh, mm. He was in the uh, recent, uh, well, the Lee, uh, more, more more recent Cloak and Dagger um, comic iterations. Oh, he took okay. them over. Fair enough. Yeah, that's actually that's. A, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the thing I'm gonna bring up later. But yeah, so it, it crosses. Yeah. Uh, so so he, what do you do? Make Spider Man go bad? Well, all right, so they're all breaking out, and you're playing as Spider-Man, and you're sort of going through this big, giant disaster, going literally through uh, the internals of the prison, trying to subdue all the lesser uh, uh, thugs, uh, and you're getting interrupted as you're trying to, to sort of secure things down by the bigger villains like Scorpion and whatnot. Oh, you uh, actually fight the villains, not just like a bunch of dumb henchmen. So what they showed off, it is... it. 
it's kind of hard to tell when gameplay is actually happening and by gameplay i mean like very direct control versus uh sort of an interactive cutscene, mm -hmm. uh if you will because there's a lot of sequencing and scripted it's heavily scripted uh so you'll go you'll bust through like a, a door or or a wall will break down mm -hmm. and then there'll be a bunch of uh prisoners uh fighting the security guards and you sort of attack them and then uh as you uh take care of the last of those there'll be uh villains that come in and interrupt uh spider-man's attacks and it sort of uh goes into it's sort of like a it's so heavily scripted it's hard to tell which parts of it were uh are actually going to be very directly reflected of, of gameplay versus uh Versus well, what is going to be sort of hands off. You don't need to worry about pushing any buttons. Well, remember, this is also an E3 demonstration, uh, E3 uh, yeah. presentation. So yeah. they're going to show you the prettiest stuff. Most likely, it was like 90%, if not entirely, uh, all cinematic. Yeah, and, and there were button props and UI in there. So it was absolutely a pre-recorded uh, play footage. Mm. But it was, um, it, it it's indicative of how much gameplay you're actually going to have now this team and the games that they make i kind of know more or less what to expect gameplay it's sort of not super nuanced in-depth gameplay but there's enough there to feel like you're in control and it's not so overly scripted although it will be very scripted so it it seems to walk a nice balance between that uh, another game that was shown off was ghost of tsushima this is a open world like samurai ghost of tsushima yeah it, it's an open world samurai leans very heavily towards the realistic side of of uh immersive rpg like game where the, most, the more realistic side of ghost samurai well instead of it being like <laughs> neo uh or other games like that where there's demons that you're fighting and stuff like or or mm. ninja gaiden uh you're not you're fighting actual foot soldiers you're doing uh one-on-one -on -one standoff uh samurai uh duels with okay with others it, so it looks more it, it takes a significantly more realistic approach but also has uh, a nod a very strong nod towards presentation and art mm -hmm. so it looks in the way it pre it's presented it looks very phenomenal yeah, uh this sounds like um you ever play the game tenshu yeah. Tenchu was that dope series um, that was back on PlayStation 1, the PSX. Yeah. And yeah, this I'm, I'm getting like, the exact sense of what you're saying because that game series was, uh, it was very artistic and it focused more on, you're not battling mysterious demons and doing all these impossible moves. You're doing like actual, uh, 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 nin you're employing ninja tactics. Yeah. And your moveset is uh, within the realm of like actual samurai. Yeah, I uh, would say that's a, Japan. that's a good... Uh, uh, sort of cross is sort of like a modern day t uh, Tenchu that is less of an emphasis on stealth, although you can do stealth elements. Mm -hmm. uh, you're playing as a samurai uh, and it's open world. Uh, like okay. there, it starts off with uh, there's a big giant field, there's your character, mm -hmm. and then you call your horse over, then you ride your horse through this very beautiful uh, blossoming field, and then you ride up to like this little mini castle thing, and, and you're going through these woods, and it, it looks really, really good. Uh, another Mr. Johnny, you had my curiosity. Yeah. Now you have my attention. Yeah, Ghost, 
Tsushima, definitely my pick for uh, what Sony has showed off. Those are uh, two other games uh, of their main games. Uh, Death Stranding, which looks as weird as always. It's made by Kojima. Uh, I don't, <laughs> That's all you gotta say. Yeah, there's That's no, all you gotta say. Yeah, there's it's no weird real as hell, but people still gonna buy it. Uh, there's no, still no indication as to how you're actually gonna play the game, but it looks interesting. That's all, right. all I can say. Uh, and then the last <laughs> Kojima did a thing. The end. And then The Last of Us Part 2 also looks really incredible. Uh, the animation work is phenomenal. My my problem with the first Last of Us is that uh, it was well, way too the linear. Last of Us. You, the, you kinda, the Last of Us. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you you weren't enunciating that. I was like, what, what, what's Last of Us? Last of Us must be new. Sorry. Like, no, it's, it's okay. The Last of Us. This is the story of like Joel and Ellie out in the apocalyptic future, uh, just surviving and things. One of the oh. things that yeah, uh, one of the things that people really liked about this game. I know Adam was crazy for it. Is like yeah. the realistic survival elements. Uh, man. That's the last, what I was crazy about. The yeah. Last of Us <laughs> gameplay wise was like a mediocre. Mediocre. It, okay, it was the Last of Us was absolutely mediocre. The story got what? like bad, super oh, wait, wait, are you, bad. Are you talking about Last of Us or Last of Us Two? No, The Last of Us. I'm talking about The Last of Us. Oh, you are uh, crazy. So I was skeptical of The Last of Us 2, but The Last of Us 2 looks like they're taking the gameplay and taking it uh, to a, a more elevated level of interactivity. Mm -hmm. The Last of Us 1, there were uh, sort of invisible walls everywhere, open environment environments that look like they'd be open are not open at all it's highly Aww. linear high, heavily scripted it's not my style of game it's a different type of game it's one of those it's along the same lines as um wolf among us or um uh uh dang it um oh what's the game i know the game i love the game series sure? uh borderlands um sure? uh, the, no borderlands the pre-sequel it's like those where it's like the okay. game itself it's not an action game or like a, a first person shooter it's um it's a different take on like an RPG style game. I think that's where you may be getting uh, okay. tripped up. It, it's not Last of Us is one of those games where it's just like it, its emphasis is the story and having to make these really hard yes, decisions yes. And, and just being impossibly raw. Yeah. It stars a little girl. Yeah, your decision is should I slit this baby's throat? Or you know, it's like it's like, damn. Okay, where the yeah, hell did all this come from? That 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 is what the Last of Us is. Yeah. But it, uh, I mean, the story-wise, it tanked uh, to the very end, and the very Last end, it got it got ridiculous in a very bad way. It started off, uh, <laughs> it started off with a great story and a great character development. Johnny, for the first one. killed. But all right, people all right. love the so, Last of Us. So going from that, everybody apparently except you. Yeah, it, it's not. It's. To me, in my opinion, it's overrated game. It's still, it's still good. It's still a good game, but it is heavily overrated. Uh, but anyway, Last of Us 2 looks like the same relative thing, except way more polish and, more importantly, uh, for me, uh, there's more interactive elements, especially to the combat, and it seems a bit more fluid, and there's more on-the-fly decision-making uh, that you're doing uh, as you're sort of... Uh, there was one segment that really impressed me, where your character was sprinting, kiss, where you're playing as Ellie, oh, she's okay, sprinting, and uh, there's in uh, a I guess like a glass bottle just resting, mm. and she's sprinting through this uh, this uh, highway, broken down highway. She picks up the glass bottle. There's an enemy in front of her. She she has no no ammo, so she's sprinting towards this enemy, runs past this glass bottle, and immediately grabs it and throws it all all while not breaking her sprint mm. at the enemy's face. It was a really awesome looking awesome. segment. So if yeah. that is what, how the combat is going to flow, it's going to be a mm. really fun game to play. I was very impressed with what I saw, too. It looks like they've definitely stepped up um, the uh, the abilities that you can do with, with Ellie, and the gameplay itself is just 
I mentioned it's one that focuses on like being raw and just like you know mm -hmm. pulls no punches. Oh yeah, they and, definitely take it to the next level on this one. Yeah, yeah, they really and and it also looked beautiful. Like the 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 action is hardcore, just gangster, yeah. and it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, like I I just thought it was, I was damn impressed, and I'm actually looking forward to this one. They've also expanded the story of Ellie herself. She's older now. She's no longer uh, the little girl that she was in the previous game. Yeah. She's uh, I think 18. Yeah, it's uh, somewhere around there. It's a sequel. They sort of in the DLC they so they suggested, or I, I think it focused a little bit on Ellie being uh, a, a lesbian, or or sort of in that uh, dis find it seeking herself, and then they definitely take it in the trailer uh, or the the gameplay trailer sequence, whatever it was. They definitely played up to that and showed that yes, she is uh, indeed. Uh, into ladies and there is a uh, romance interest and it looked really good right, uh, to so other games there was neo 2 which uh tickles my fancy there was control which is this brand new game that looked interesting resident control. evil 2 remake was absolutely the second highlight just underneath Ghostima for sony uh other things uh fortnite got shadow dropped by nintendo uh mm. playable after like immediately free to play uh and downloadable uh, immediately after their presentation, mm. they showed off the next Fire Emblem game, which I'm a huge fan of. It looks uh, very interesting. They're taking the gameplay to uh, a more in-depth level, which looks like is what is needed. It's definitely a step up from the GameCube and Wii versions. Uh, what else here? Uh, there was um, Doom Eternal, uh, which... They didn't show much, but it's a ne the next Doom game, and it takes place on Earth, so they, hell on they, Earth. They kind of glossed over it, man. I think I think I think they may not have the material, or they know it's not like up to snuff. Yeah, so they're just kind of like, yeah, we got we got that too. It's don't look at it. Don't worry about it. So it's coming out. Just yeah. just move on. And uh, to sum it all up, uh, Sony with their press conference like really dropped the ball on how to present it to people that are watching. It was just weird, obtuse. They had people playing flutes and stuff on stage for like five minutes yeah, at a time. Yeah, they're known for, for it being was, like the best. It was a very bad presentation. Uh, Nintendo was a little short. They didn't show enough, but what they did show was sort of stuff that's coming out this year or very early next year, which which neither Microsoft or Sony was able to do. So to that end, it was impressive, but half of their presentation was dedicated to Smash Bros., which looks absolutely fantastic. But other than that, they didn't show off too much uh, interesting stuff. No, I think they're just trying to go with a bang there. So they're emphasizing that this one's going to have like all the characters from every yes. game and every DLC and all that stuff. But it's like, can we play it? No, nah, don't worry about that. Well, it, it's coming out uh, at the end of this year, and Smash Bros. is definitely going to look like the best Smash Brothers uh, to be released uh, yet, and I'm definitely excited for that. But overall, I would say Microsoft still uh, has impressed me the most out of all three with uh, probably Ubisoft and then Nintendo as, as the next runners up. Ubisoft, uh, they made me pull a 180 on Skull and Bones, which is weird. Well, I'm, you hate everything, so I imagine that's not that hard. All right, uh, we're getting some kind of noise on the on the mic. Is some idiot drumming on the table? <laughs> like that? Stop that. You like that? All right. So All right, E3 let's wrap this up. 2018. Um, yeah. Dude, I saw a lot of cool stuff. You hated a lot of cool stuff. I don't know why. I didn't hate. I, I was Man, I was impressed by in. everything I saw except for a few things that were like very weird and odd. But uh, I liked The Last of Us Part Two. I didn't like. I didn't care too much for the first one, but the second one ha gives me hope that it's going to be better. All right, well, all right. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to kick it over to JM, the Thriller Priest, right now.
who's crinkling bags in the background, even though they can be picked up by the mic. Come on, man. You know better than that. Get over to me. It ain't my turn. Yeah, I know it's not your turn, but you should know that, man. We on camera. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, right now I'm going to kick it over to JM because we were talking about Hotel Artemis before. Yes. And, dude, I want to know what you know about this movie so far. Because I'm going to break down some, I'm going to drop some science. You're going to have to drop it on me because I don't know nothing about nothing except that folks think it's similar to John Wick. I heard it's fire. I keep seeing all these trailers for it. I'm like, you know what? Looks interesting, but um, I haven't got you to see it yet, so you're going to have to break it down for me. Ah, well, you are in luck because I have the news. All right, It is not related to John Wick at all, and I want to tell the audience right now, take that comparison out of your head. Remove it from like you know your cortex because it's uh, almost Pavlovian to think, well, John Wick had that hotel for assassins, yep. and this looks like a hotel for assassins. Pretty much. To start off, Hotel Artemis, it's not a hotel. It's actually a hospital for criminals, and this is the place that they go when they uh, they get into trouble. They need patching up, and they also need a connection. You know, you go here when you need a way out of town. You go here when you need to hide out for a bit. And also, you've been shot, or your boy's been shot, or whatever, and you have to have a membership. You can be a crook in this city. You can have connections, but if you're not a member, you can't get in and get patched up, and they are very strict about that. They operate by a, a very strict set of rules. Had they said all this in the commercial, it would have seemed like a dope concept without really having to ape the supposed the John Wick connection and that's where they got me that's where they got a lot of people and it's just a complete fake out that leaves a bad taste in your mouth now the concept of Hotel Artemis is it's this hotel in the distant well uh, in the relatively near future I guess mm -hmm. it takes place in 2028 in about 10 years where riots and chaos have taken over a lot of the country and uh, it's set in in LA where some of the biggest and baddest riots are it's perpetual and people are afraid to go outside but mm -hmm. you're criminals you got you got crime to conduct and, and an empire to maintain and then you may get stabbed or shot or, you know someone doing Indian burns you know whatever may happen you you mean to get you know touch uh, uh, cleaned up a is that bit? Goldblum in there too. Jeff Goldblum is in the sucker. Uh -huh. Yeah, let me get to the cast right now. I mean, this that that looks stars. like Jodie Foster. If I'm this not mistaken, is, this is Jodie Foster's first movie since mm. 2013. Yep. Yep. Uh, so she's been directing back me in a the game more, but no, no, she's back on screen, my friend. Uh, she right, did not direct right. this. She uh, was acting in a starring in the sucker, and uh, she did a fairly decent job. I was not crazy about any of the performances. Uh, per not se, even Batista? But, you know what? Not even Batista. And I've really come to like him. He's coming into his own. He really is, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy for him. He's 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 really doing it. Yep, Dave know? Batista. Mm -hmm. uh, if anyone doesn't know that name offhand, you should by now. But in case you don't, uh, his biggest role so far has been Drax in the Gar Marvel's yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy series. But he's had and some. And he's uh, been doing some good work. He's some small parts in some other, you know, bigger movies. He was yep. in yeah, the new uh, Blade Runner. Yep. He was for uh, like a, a scene, but yeah, he's, for a scene he's it was brand, it was uh, expanded more online. Uh, I particularly like him for like the brief yeah, uh, bit of um, no, no, no. I was talking about um uh, in in chronic oh in, in, uh, in, in Riddick. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. yeah, he was in there, right, and he, he's right. got like this, this like third tier role. But it's like anytime they they need comic relief in that movie, they go to like three people. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, and that movie needed comic dude. relief because that was garbage. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, no, Riddick, yeah. no, Riddick was the good one. Are you thinking of Chronicles of Riddick? Yeah. Maybe. Chronic, no, the one with Batista. I didn't like that one either. He was like, oh, uh, like okay. washed up uh, Vin Diesel at that point. Oh, no, I like mm. that one. That was Vin Diesel real, uh, realizing that, no, the last two movies I've been a little fat and um, a little too comfortable. <laughs> Let me get back like in shape. Five fat? Let me go back to... <laughs> <laughs> shedding his Fast Five weight. I'm, come on, man. I'm sorry. Wearing the white tank top and white paints. Like, like <laughs> spills out over the pants. Come on, dude, now. Dude, that color's not good on you right there. I can't imagine that dude beating the... Okay, we're getting off point. We're getting off yeah, point. In Hotel Artemis, uh, Batista plays um, the orderly to uh, Jodie Foster's nurse 
and everyone is given monikers in this. So it stars Curling K. Brown. It stars uh, Sophia Batera. It stars um, Jeff Goldblum, as we mentioned. Charlie Day in the sucker. It's Charlie a small Day, cast, yeah. but mm-hmm, a cast mm-hmm. of pointing characters. And I would have liked it's to have seen them fleshed out a little collection more. of characters, too, from all different, you know, yeah. styles and genres. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Comedians, some well, serious was, actresses. Yeah, that was played Batista. for a specific reason. They were trying to portray that this is the uh, type of organization that doesn't cater to one specific type of villain because all different types of criminals go here. You yeah, got Charlie Day, who's the really like verbose guy who is supposed to be like a really dangerous character, but we never get to see him do any of that cool stuff. You know, if this was just Charlie Day being goofy ass, Charlie wasn't Day, but then capable someone has an actor to, <laughs> to well, maybe I mean, do it. No, you know what? I think I think he's just like first of all, uh, Charlie. Day, the actor, the man, is this ridiculously talented dude mm-hmm. who, like, he plays, uh, like, I think nine instruments. He's like mm-hmm. Prince level of mu- of, 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 t- of talented musician. Oh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead serious, man. Look, uh, well, research him. I'm gonna know. Research him. Yeah, he plays guitar. He plays piano. Prince plays thousands as he was saying of instruments. Okay, fine. So you hate on Charlie Day. What <laughs> I'm, I'm saying is, I'm trying to say the man is talented. In right. mo- okay, what I'm gonna say, he plays more instruments than you. All right, I'll that's that. what I'm getting I'll at. I'll take that. Okay, but um, in movies and TV, all we see him at it as is uh, this kind of uh, inept and mo- pretty much annoying side character. And I thought this would have been an opportunity to get to see him play more than that, you know, knowing what he's capable of and mm-hmm. seeing what type of movie this was. But that's what I'm getting at. These characters weren't really developed. He may oh. have been, but we don't see any of that. We see him kind of be obnoxious to a couple people, and then he's dispatched from the film. You know, uh, Sophia Batera, they kind of imply that she's more badass. She does have, like, this really gangster scene, but the whole movie seems to be building up to this big thing that doesn't really happen. Ah, bummer. You know, uh, 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 it's mostly people providing decoys and the uh, kind of the, the politics of who can we let in, who can't we let in. You know, and I feel like the movie should have been better than that, and it wasn't. There are a couple of scenes where you think, okay, we're going to get a lot of, I'm about to see what the what all the hype was about here. Scrolling K. Brown is a serious dude. Even when he's playing um, the, uh, the wayward uh, brother in Black Panther. You know, even then, we're like, you know what? I see what he was going for, and this dude kind of had vision. He carries that over to this is the type of character we, he would have been had he not been a pariah in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. This is where that character would have gone because he's um, this uh, he's this killer who's got a one-on-one thing with his brother. You know, the two of them are a team. His brother's the uh, the uh, the cat who's always messing up, and Sterling K. Brown's the dude that always gets him out of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, and that could have been a really interesting dynamic had they explored it. They really didn't, and I'm a little disappointed because is his, is his brother Honolulu? Yes. Okay, because I was ask brother, you. His brother is Honolulu, also known as uh, Paperboy. I was about to ask you how did Atlanta. Paperboy do? That yeah. was what I was going to ask. There's only two people I want to know how they did. Paperboy mm-hmm. and my girl who plays um, she plays Harley Quinn and Lego Batman, Jenny uh, Slate, who plays tons <laughs> of voice actresses. Hey, I got kids. My son loves Lego Batman, but I'm really glad to see that Jenny Slate is. In front of the camera as opposed to behind a microphone. Mm-hmm. So how does she do? Apparently she well, played Morgan. Uh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get uh, there. Uh Brian Tyree Henry, also known as Paperboy Paper on Atlanta, Boy. also known as Honolulu in this, is the brother that gets that that messes up. Uh yeah. they they present a really in-depth story, but we don't really get that. The only story that we get to see fleshed out is the dynamic between uh, uh the nurse, Jody Foster's nurse, mm-hmm. and Jeff Goldblum. And why that's ridiculous is because Goldblum isn't in the most of this movie. He's the he's the biggest name. He and uh, Foster are the biggest names in this cast, and Goldblum isn't seen like seen seen until maybe um like the last ten minutes. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, so that was like a big slap in the face to me, man. So this is Terry Crews at Deadpool 2. Is what this is. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Because Terry Crews was, he, I'm trying to think of the time he was on screen, man. He was, I, he was, was on screen for like 10 minutes tops. Yeah, 55. the movie wasn't building to him. Long story short, I don't want to harp on it because mm -hmm. it was, wasn't a bad movie. I didn't have a bad time watching it, but I can't give it a thumbs up because it promised a lot of stuff mm. and it presented a lot of stuff that it did not deliver on. You know, if this was a miniseries, it could have been an, it could have been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's a it's a less than two hour movie that I mean, good performances by J J uh, Jodie Foster. Not her best. Mm -hmm. She really got immersed in this role, so I wanted to see more, and we didn't get that. Dave Bautista is. He's Dave Bautista. You know, we like mm -hmm. him, but we don't get much about him. We don't get much about any of these characters that seem really interesting. And I think the movie itself it shot itself in the foot by focusing on the wrong story. Zachary Quinto's in this. Yep. We hate him every second he's on screen, mm -hmm. and he doesn't do anything worthwhile. It's kind of a shame because this is a lot of wasted talent. I got to give you it got a thumbs Kenneth down. Troy in there too, and he wasn't utilizing Brother, man. Okay, your girl Jenny Slate. Yeah, she was in there for like, I, I guess, I guess maybe twenty minutes. And it's a, it's a scattered 20 minutes throughout the whole movie. And her character uh, is like, you know, really poignant. Yeah. We don't find out until like the very end, her like last appearance through like almost a, a side conversation, like almost something she says over her shoulder while she's on her way out. Oh. You know, it's, 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 mm. yeah, this was the director's uh, first uh, uh, big uh, presentation. So I think mm. I, I can attest, attribute a lot to that. Okay. But it's Hotel Artemis. I got to give it a pass. Um, it's it's a thumbs down. Unfortunately, it almost hurts to do because I could see this one had promise and they just didn't mm. deliver. Damn. All right. That's right it. Now, yep. That's but it. it happens. Um, right now, I'm going to kick it over just Johnny. Yeah. He's going to give us a quick breakdown on, the on, a, on a game that's, that came out last year. Came out last year. It, it sort of came out of early access. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to turn that, that upside down. Yeah, the upside down to a right side up because uh, Fortnite's actually uh, pretty good, and I'm gonna give a right ahead a thumbs up. It's a free-to-play game, mm. and all the microtransactions that are in there are all cosmetic. So there's essentially no reason not to give this a try unless it's um, something that's that's sort of offensive to your eyes or or something like that because it is a very well-made game um there's it's it's polished and and what it is essentially a uh third person action battle royale game where mm. but it's squad based so it's you and, and three others uh you jump out of a flying bus <coughs> and you land onto this island where there's a hundred other people there so and those other hundred other people are all subsets of squads as well this already sounds like the greatest thing It really thing does. It straight sounds the, like Battle Royale right now. It's like right when a bus yeah. is flying and you jump out and you land on this island of like a hundred assassins and you're about to get and you ill. just go. Yeah. yeah. You, have a, yeah. you yeah. glide your way down. Yeah. Bigfoot, you know, like, yeah, you dive down. You pit, You can kind of, and as you, you can sort of time when you get off the bus and if you coordinate with your team members, which I wasn't able to do because I didn't get, I wasn't able to do any arranged teams. So I was playing with a bunch of randoms. Uh -huh. So I tried to go out of my way to sort of group up with them because I None of them will want to group up with me. Uh, so, and I'll, from, grew, I'll, I'll grew, grew up with you, Johnny. Group up with me? Yeah, I'll grow up. We'll group together. All right. Uh, and you got friends, my friend. And you start off with just a uh, pickaxe. And with this pickaxe, you can sort of tear down the environment around you in order to gather resources. And there's sort of two main uh, sets of resources there's the combat related stuff, which is the healing and the weapons, like the machine guns and the pistols, the shotguns, uh, shields, uh, 
uh, stuff like that. And then there's I want a slingshot, a shoelace. And then there's the straw. structural stuff, which is uh, wood, stone, and uh, metal. And the structure stuff uh, sort of allows you to gain access to high or low areas because if you fall from a too high of a point, you take damage. Uh, and you're also being able to construct things pretty much immediately and the the stuff that you construct becomes a wall that can then prevent other enemies from shooting at you mm -hmm. so it's sort of like you're building your own fortress while in the middle of a dogfight in order to sort of help defend yourself and if you're a part of a group you're sort of doing that as well and the game is sort of built around this core mechanic because you can do weird stuff like uh there's another group that uh squad that you're attacking mm -hmm. uh but you're they're up on a hill, so well, you know, we'll just build a big giant tower real quick so that we have the height advantage and shoot down at them instead of them shooting down at us. Uh, you could do weird stuff like that. Uh, all the while, there is this big giant eye of the storm on the center of the map that is constantly shrinking down in order to force people from uh from hiding in the middle of the you know they find a nice little corner and they just stay there it's to prevent those people from getting the one up and essentially so there's no benefit in cowering there's no benefit in cowering and then uh, uh eventually the storm sh uh slowly go uh shrinks and shrinks until it's so small that there has to be one group left living i'm liking this game it sounds like it was designed by a street gang <laughs> you know? It's like, nah, you want to play, you're going to get jumped in. And it uh, looks uh, really good on the Switch. It's not it's not going to be the best looking uh, place that you can play Fortnite, but it's also uh, the ideal place to play Fortnite mobily anywhere you want. Uh, it uh, handles really well with the controls. There's absolutely no problem uh, with the controls, especially with the Pro Controller. Mm -hmm. uh, the online gameplay... I didn't really ex uh, experience anything uh, too crazy with online. I wasn't able to do voice chat, but from what I read, you can do uh, voice chat as well. Uh. And as you're playing these matches, these matches can be pretty quick. So if you're <laughs> when you first start playing, you'll die in like the first 30 seconds because <laughs> there's like you know you're falling from a bus. You fall from a bus. There's like 96 On other people that are gonna like... shoot you, and you can kind of see where everyone else is Wait, floating down from the bus. Too, do they so you shoot can... you while you're falling? No one has a weapon ah. as you're floating. So you have to, as soon as you land, your primary objective is to find a gun and to find resources in order to keep yourself alive. Also, so it's a lot like the movie Battle Royale. Yeah. You just, you just, you just in this place, find some stuff to save your life. And, and if, and if, if, if it really sucks for you, you end up being that one dude with like a pot lid. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty right. much. It's yeah. like, is, is it bulletproof? A pickaxe. No. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's pretty much the what game. What you got? I got a keychain. Oh. Well, you hosed. That's pretty much the game in a nutshell. It's uh, there's nothing bad about it. It's it's sort of mechanically everything is pretty sound. There's a, a good deal of polish. Mm. It's not the best feeling combat, especially for a uh, third person shooter. Uh, and this is just the nature of the game itself, and and really nothing else. Uh, it's not like as precision. There's auto aiming and stuff like that. Uh, aim assist. Uh, little little stuff to help you out as you're playing. Cause uh, this is also a cross platform game. So. I'm playing on the Switch, and I could be playing against people on Xbox One. I could be playing against people on PC. Okay, that's I, what's up. I, I, Except I could, people I could be on PC going to rock you, yeah. I'm assuming. Or I could be playing against... That's where the aim assist comes into play. Ah, or I could be okay. playing against people on their phones. So mobile devices have this wow. as well. The only one that's a caveat is the PlayStation 4, where only PlayStation 4 can play against other PlayStation 4 
people, uh, PlayStation 4 people can also play against PC and mobile. Oh, but can I play you on my, on my TR calculator? Well, Sony has sort of limited uh, crossplay, but regardless, on Switch, this is a game worth checking out. It's my, not my style of game. I wouldn't uh, play it for anything more than this review, but I certainly would recommend it because it's uh, you could kind of get the full idea of what you're going to get yourself into with this game mm -hmm. uh, within the first hour. So if it's not your game, you'll know within the first hour and you don't have to play it ever again. <laughs> All right. It does sound like something I want to check out. I, I would like to go farther with that uh, like random weapon thing. But I keep I keep imagining, I keep going back. Like I, said, I, said, I said keychain because I was thinking. Yeah, but I, I said keychain because I was thinking of a thing. I'm like, uh, what if they put these things in as uh, detriments? So it's like, yeah, you get a keychain, but every time someone wants to find you and trying to hide. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clapper. Yeah. Oh, but no, I, I want to see. I want to see you go down. It's like okay, defend yourself, and you just keep pressing buttons. Go to hell. Go to hell. Die. Eat. Eat. What? Uh, like the little insult things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like, I got you. Like screw you. Screw you. Like that's not helping me live. They do have emotes. Oh, see, put, there that's, you go. That's, what that's I'm part of the about. cosmetic. So if you really want to taunt someone, you can <laughs> you can like, buy your buy your way into taunting like them. <laughs> it's like you try to you trying to win a fighting game and just keep taunting the whole time. <laughs> it's like he died, but he died cocky and gangster. Alright, so right now I'm gonna talk about Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but it comes to come to find out uh nobody really knows anything about Cloak and Dagger. Adam, Adam, do you know anything about Cloak and Dagger? I do not. See, that's what I'm talking about. And Adam knows everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, the newest show from Marvel Studios, currently out, uh, out now on Freeform. Not on Netflix. Not, Not on, on Netflix. Th thank you. Thank you for that. I accidentally put Netflix <laughs> on the uh, blurb for tonight's show, so that's my own folly, my own foible, if you will. Folly. Uh, that I occasionally get these things wrong. You're allowed to faux pas now and again. It's thank right, you. Right, thank you. Very kind, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're going to talk mad <laughs> stuff about me online later. I know it. <laughs> yeah, we're like a 14 year old girl, like, man, you ain't nothing. <laughs> All the fanboys. The kind of Pat B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the the Cloak and Dagger fan community is coming after me. <laughs> you know what? No, um, I'll give a quick breakdown of Cloak and Dagger if anyone doesn't know, because most people don't know. I'm surprised I do. But Cloak and Dagger started off in the uh, early 80s as um, uh, one of the early Marvel properties that was uh, primarily anti-drug. Everyone else had allegories about, you know, oh, well, it's about civil rights and such for the movement. And Cloak and Dagger was a directly anti-drug story. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Wow, I'm the sorry, X, I did not X, see that coming, but go ahead. The X-Men were a, were an allegory for the civil rights movement. No, yeah, you know but that. I'm talking about them being anti-drug. Like, that's the part that yeah, was like, what? Yeah, so I'm like, okay, wait, what? The, well, they, <laughs> they changed it a, a good amount for this particular series, but mm -hmm. Cloak and Dagger started off as uh, two kids from different walks of life, different yep. areas of the country. Yep. Um, <clears throat> getting into uh, situations where they end up leaving home uh, with Tandy, uh, also known as Dagger. Um, she's a girl named Tandy. I wouldn't say her last name's Newton. I forget the exact last name. Actually, no, that's a real person, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, then, okay. Her, her name is well, Tandy. Tandy's her name. Tandy Newton. Okay, She's all right. gorgeous. Yeah, no relation yeah. to Tandy Computers, either. Um, but her, she's the daughter of a, of, a, of a neglectful supermodel. You know, mm -hmm. Pops isn't in the picture. Her moms mm -hmm. couldn't care less what she does, where she goes. So mm -hmm. she takes off thinking, I, I can find a better way to you know, live in the world with this mother that doesn't give a damn about me. Mm. Uh, so she takes the money and heads out, uh, heads to New York because it's Marvel. That's where everything happens in New York. Yeah. On the flip side, uh, Tyrone, mm -hmm. uh, Cloak, 
is this uh, young brother who he and his friend Billy uh, in the original comics it was his friend in the show that's his brother yep uh, end up I uh, actually witness a murder like right in front of him a dude mm-hmm. gets shot mm-hmm. and it freaks them both out and they take off running mm-hmm. a cop sees Billy running away from the scene mm-hmm. and assumes that he's the one like just automatically assumes much like is happening today in society mm-hmm. that he's the one that killed this dude mm-hmm. and doesn't even like you know uh, doesn't give any any, any any kind of pause shoots him dead. Mm-hmm. So Tyrone gets freaked out by this and just runs away like but not just from mm-hmm. the scene like flees home leaves the city mm-hmm. everything goes to New York too mm-hmm. It's kind of like aimless ends mm-hmm. up wandering the street desperate and figures you know what I got to jack somebody if I'm gonna live get some money real quick I don't want to but I have to if I'm gonna survive you know it's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a complex story uh, long story short uh, Tries to rob Tandy someone robs her before before he does coincidentally and he just and he decides well This is messed up. Let me stop that dude uh, returns her purse uh, They like talk they hit it off and uh, while they're together just like, you know, uh, rapping back and forth uh, They're approached by a uh, chemist this is where the drug part comes in. A chemist who offers them a chance to, like, you know, find some shelter, find a meal, because right now they're both homeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, in return, you know, hey, you know, uh, come help me out with some experiments. It's like, okay, cool. You need a lab assistant? Yeah, sure. We'll take jobs. And what those jobs end up being, he kidnaps them and starts experimenting on them with drugs he's been, uh, he's been like, trying to manufacture mm. for release on the streets. He's working on the new Blue Magic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. The problem is this drug has killed everyone he's experimented on, so he can't release it to the public for like you know actual, actual you know he can't get people hooked on it because it's just killing folks them. off the bat. Yeah. There's ah, no profit bad. in instant death. And I don't think blood, I don't think Bumpy Knuckles gonna be happy about that. I'm saying though, right? You know, invading mm-hmm. on his territory. Uh-uh. <laughs> mm. Call out Frank Lucas. Frank but, Lucas. <laughs> um, and that's like their origin. It's it's really convoluted. It kind of it kind of goes nowhere, and it's really tied into that time. Now with this mm-hmm. new stuff, uh, they develop powers from the drug, they take their revenge, and then they become these venge-seeking, you know, uh, teenagers with, mm-hmm. like, the codependent powers. Mm-hmm. Now with this new story, uh, they've kind of changed up their backgrounds a little bit. Yeah. Billy and Tyrone are brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much the same story where uh, 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 cops mistake them for uh, for criminals that committed a crime. A crime was committed, but not the one that we think that they think mm-hmm. happened. And some uh, cop gets um, basically they do the priest thing. No offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the thing where like the uh, uh, the cardinals will move uh, priests that fall under suspicion mm-hmm. to like another district. The mm-hmm. cops do the same thing. This dude mm-hmm. openly shot a kid. There's a witness, mm-hmm. but. He's got connections, so they move him to a different precinct. Yep. You know, no one believes Tyrone's story. It kind of gets pushed under the uh, under the carpet, and life just mm-hmm. goes on. Same thing with Tandy. Mm-hmm. She's an up-and-coming ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, her pops is a dude that works for Roxxon Chemicals. They connected better to the Marvel Universe. I've kind of yep. rambled on about their backstory because there's not much... Uh, to Cloak and Dagger besides that history um, The books Didn't really sell that much over time mm-hmm. No one's really following uh, 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 Cloak and Dagger in the comics You know and it's not that big a, a series So I was hoping they'd do some new fresh stuff With this and one of the things that always bugged me About uh, Cloak and Dagger I was really hoping They'd change mm-hmm. is it's always been this really Emo book it's always been about <laughs> Like yes we're anti-drug But their relationship has always been codependent and I think that's the kicker with it. I mean, that's what break, that's what makes them different. I think, especially me coming up, um, late eighties, early nineties. I thought you were going to say so, me coming up, a young blonde uh, debutante <laughs> doing uh, my daughter of a supermodel <laughs> <laughs> with a dad that works overtime. No, just me coming up um, in the late eighties, early nineties. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure y'all can attest to it um, that the superheroes you've been exposed to, for the most part, were loners. 
who eventually came together because at the end of the day there was some sort of mutual thing that we both wanted or that they both wanted rather mm-hmm. um, that level of codependence on the powers is something that was brand new and I think for your consumer because we've been exposed to superheroes who've been loners mm-hmm. who join together as individuals um, we've been exposed to that so much that when we see superheroes are codependent it's like oh, I don't know if I could co-sign on that I mean it's one thing for Power Man and Iron Fist to work together mm. as a duo but they're still their own individual people who can still exercise their power individually but I think this um, the notion of Cloak and Dagger although I think it was great in its in its theory mm. but it's not great in its execution because we've been too exposed to these superheroes who are independent but choose to work together for a common cause versus yeah. two people who are codependent on one another so i, I mean i'm, gl- I'm glad no, you no. said that because i was i was wondering where you were going with that but yeah no i'm actually right there with you mm-hmm. uh it mm-hmm. seems like an interesting idea in theory but the execution's never really been there for me and i was hoping this new series would finally rectify that mm-hmm. and so far it hasn't because they're doing the same thing where instead of showing us the cool thing with these powers and then introducing how they got them mm-hmm. they start off right at the bat just a random story about two kids that doing stuff in the world and it's really dramatic mm-hmm. and you see very little to uh, very little superpower use mm-hmm. and it's a Marvel show you want to see that stuff that's why you came in the first place you want to see uh, Dagger making the actual light daggers find out what yeah. the hell that's about why there's light why one has light powers one has dark powers see cool stuff they can do with them don't build up to it because it's not a two hour movie where at the end we're going to see the stuff it's a long ass miniseries mm-hmm. so show me some cool stuff to keep my you know, wet my whistle and let me know why I care about the story of these kids. You know, Cloak and Dagger itself is moving pretty slow. I think it actually has promise. Um, I'm not going to give it a thumbs up this time. I got to give it a thumbs down. Mm. And I feel like that might be premature. I think but so. I mean, with, with what they've given us so far, it's I'm, it's three episodes in. And those three episodes have, have kind of like gone back and forth over the same like storyline. We're seeing them. Uh, in kind of interesting backstories, but we're not seeing anything cool that makes them worthwhile as a superhero story. And that's what this really should be, a superhero story. Cloak can do all this cool stuff. He controls darkness. He can teleport to various places. He can literally control darknesses and use darkness, making like tendrils and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember this, uh, Johnny, this game where um, it came out a few years ago, you could control shadows. You control shadows and you moved in shadow. Hmm. No, I, I, I'll, I'll look up footage of it and I'll put it over the video later when we do when I do the edit. But it's like about infamous. No, where, no, where no, it was no. smoke you can control. No, no, no. It was only control shadow. You were a female, and uh, it was a PC game. But infamous is, a, is also a good example where you can do things with shadow, like make these tendrils, make these like creatures. You can do cool stuff, like really dope effects, and they don't employ any of that in my, the first bits of the show. My only so. pushback is, mind you, you watched. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, my only, my only push, my only pushback yeah. is, is the fact that, mind you, you saw all three episodes that are pushed out. I only saw like one and a half, four, nah. half. Origami. Um, my pushback is, um, okay, mm, cool. No, I guess not. My pushback is this, primarily but, because same this concept, is the but different game. Primarily because this is the first for Minnie's introduction to them. I think that's why they're spending so much time on the buildup. Because with everybody else, we at least had an introduction to them somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Even if it was Daredevil by virtue of Ben Affleck. You know what I mean? We yeah. at least had an introduction at some point, some way, so you could dive deep into those in terms of them seeing the superpowers already. All right, but not Whereas like, hey, with no, this one, for Minnie, this is their first introduction to it, and I think yeah. they're trying to space it out. I, I well, don't blame brother, you. Well, not, not, not to cut but, you off. I mm-hmm. know exactly what you're saying. And, mm-hmm. and then normally I would be all for that, except mm-hmm. for the fact that um, with those, you have to, you have to see what's cool about these characters 
if you're going to be into the show. And the thing is, there are a lot of cool stuff with these characters. Mm-hmm. Show us a little bit before you like slow, move into this like slow story. Show us what's cool. We <laughs> want to see Batman punch someone and jump off a roof, you know, uh, glide down at a, 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 a line or something. And then we see the story of like Bruce Wayne coming up. This is starting off, well, you know, Bruce Wayne, you're going to school now and you're learning stuff. And then eventually your friends will be dead. And, and it's like, you're not showing us anything good like all right off the bat so if anyone doesn't know these characters the only reason i was interested in checking this out at all mm-hmm. is because i know that cloak and dagger are marvel superheroes mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for that uh this is just another story this could have been any random um story uh right after i i i, I don't know man this could have been another glee story or something you know i would just say patience is a virtue my brother man you see where it goes in this age of patience d in this age of D audiences you know, patience can <laughs> suck it all right <laughs> I gotta give it a thumbs down. It's Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. I will give it a few more episodes, but as of right now, as it stands, it's a thumbs down because it's a show that I know has cool has has a cool concept that they're not showing us. Okay, it's moving very slow. If anything, we get maybe an interesting archetype of they're criminals, but they're not scumbags. You know, um, they're uh, pillars of the community trying to build up to something so-and-so. We've seen it before. You know, it's not doing anything uh, uh, fresh that I know it's capable of. It's Cloak and Dagger with a thumbs down right now, but it's on free form. You can fo- check it out and formulate your own opinion. All right, so now I'm going to kick it over to Jamie the Thriller Priest. You're going to take us out with money in the bank. Yes, yes. Tommy's been giving me, Tommy gave me the wrap it up, B. Um, he hit the wrap it up box. So I'm, I'm just going to jump to the two main matches this stage of the game. Right, uh, Bobby Lashley, let us know. <laughs> to both money in the bank matches. So this little clip y'all watch, I'm not even going to talk about this. Y'all can watch it on your own. Oh. Um, so I'm going to jump straight to the money in the bank matches. So um, the women's money in the bank match, ladder match, uh, it featured Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss. It was kind of, it was pretty lengthy in terms of how many folks are in this match mm-hmm. but it was a great match i mean the match had a match length of 18 minutes almost 19 minutes and nice. which is great to see how the women utilize the ladders in this particular way because yeah, i mean it's real I saw highlights it was crazy i mean it was it's just amazing to see how these women just <coughs> utilize these ladders in terms of throwing each other into them climbing them scaling them because i mean with the money in the bank so like you don't, i'm trying to hang up drywall i mean if you don't understand the concept of the money in the bank um the notion is that you scale up a ladder to grab the briefcase because the briefcase had the contract in it mm-hmm. it's just to see how it was done very well without any male involvement and it just left it totally up to women was great mvp of this match has to be my young naomi because she took some bumps boy i mean from a for missing us for missing a split and landing on the ladder and missing a split um. <laughs> which had to be painful yeah i can't and then getting tossed into ladders and hip tossed into ladders. I mean, it was amazing. Alexa Bliss won. And I was a little livid because, I mean, you had an opportunity to be able to crown somebody else um, with that opportunity to be able to use the money to bank to build them well, up. Wait a minute. She wasn't the favorite, though, right? They were, they were, they were expecting, um, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, to, to take it all. That was a surprise. Oh, Charlotte or Natalia or somebody? Yes, Natalia. Thank you. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, she was she was, she was the, the expected. Right. She was, They expected her to be the Roman Reigns. I mean, it's one of those. Of a better way to I say mean, it's it. one of those. I mean, if you've been watching for a while, I mean, Alexa Bliss comes to the table with a with a lot with a with a huge fan base i mean especially because she's working a gimmick of being um of being margot roby from uh from from suicide squad she still got the dye to, the uh, dye at the tips okay. the tips of her hair blah 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 they still using that imagery oh, better as that it than, means. The, uh, than the female um, john cena true i mean but the good thing about it is at first i was upset about it at the fact that she won 
However, the fact that she cashed in later on that night mm-hmm. on on Nia Jax in one was amazing because uh, she saved the match that was eh between Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. I mean, oh, Ronda Rousey did Rousey. what she could. I'm not knocking on Ronda Rousey because I believe with time she'll be better. Wait, are you starting to turn around um, then? Because I know you were down. No, I was down. No, you, don't get me wrong. Definitely down. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm still like blah with her, but I down, think yes. I, do, I do think that um, she'll improve. I think with time mm-hmm. she'll improve. I mean, she can't she get took, worse. She took a oh man, she took some bumps, but I think some of it is um just jitters. I mean, I hate when people say in pro wrestling, oh, you know, he hurt himself because he didn't fall right. I mean, you can't fall right yeah. or wrong. It's one of those sort of things where you're in a situation where you practice, you practice, you practice, mm-hmm. and then you get into the main stage and you just kind of freeze up when your nerves get to you. I mean, I've jumped, I've jumped out of planes, I jumped off of, uh, I've repelled off towers. You practice it so Humble much, brag. and when you do it, Humble brag. look at this dude, and when you do it in the midst of in the midst of uh, chaos. Mm-hmm. You lose that muscle memory from time to time if you don't practice enough. Well, and there no, are definitely times which I parasail through a hurricane like you, brother. <laughs> I mean, it's, but no, what I'm saying I mean, is she's I'm, a I'm, professional like MMA fighter. It, she it, should that, be and used that's, a, to... that's a different ball game. Okay. Her as an MMA fighter is a different ball game because she doesn't have to worry about being a character in MMA. And mind you, when she left MMA, she left and she left in shame many ways. So she's trying to rebuild off her brand. And while she's given this massive platform to perform at WWE, so mm-hmm. I mean, folks ain't forget the fact that she got whooped by Holly Holm every time Damn, I wa- so she didn't get whooped by Amanda Nunes. Well, you when know, I she, see, she lost the fight. Finish. It was a little, no, was a little she disappointing. Got you like, nah, yo, she got it. I'll be yeah, she left so twice, tail between her legs. She did. she did, and ran. Damn, Jay. She did. I mean, am that's I right a fact. Yeah. I'll be twice. Fab. I'll be fab. Every time she and throw, serious brain damage. Every <laughs> time she throws a punch in WWE, mm-hmm. I just want to laugh. Like those punches were not there in MMA. Like you're, you, had, you did not have those hands in MMA. But, <laughs> but I mean, the one thing I give her do is she's struggling to be able to create her character, mm-hmm. and it's not really her fault. It's creative's fault because they have this diamond, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out what do we do with this diamond? Do we take this? diamond and make it a bracelet do we make it earrings do we make it a ring and i, I guess think what this they're trying diamond to do a little rough <laughs> so i think what they're trying to do is try to figure out what to do with her so um it, it is what it is but props to her i think with time she'll she'll improve and i'm looking forward to seeing her soar mm-hmm. all right um final match um the men's money in a bank match mm. um bobby Roode, finn balor kevin owens kofi kingston kofi Roode. kingston Rusev, Samoa Joe, and The Miz, and Braun Strowman. Side note, I did peep a previous show where y'all said I was hating on The Miz. Yes. And the previous, and no, previous no, show, no, 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 we no, have no, a documented. Yes. I hated on The Miz for the first, for the majority of his career. I agree. Mm. But the past five years, I've owned up to the fact that The Miz is, he's doing wonders for the company for the past right. five years. And I've owned up to that. The Miz is doing amazing for the past five years. You're on record of saying that, that now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, and right. I, I said it to y'all in private, but any event, the money in the ladder match with the men is very different. <laughs> See, like we just had breakfast. So James, how's the weather? Yo, Miz ain't nothing. Like, damn, all right. I'm just letting y'all know. Like, hey, y'all, James, y'all how are the kids? Yo, the Miz can sit and spin. Like, what? damn, y'all throw, y'all, y'all throw dirt on my name. In the word of, in the word of baby fresh. Put some respect uh, on it, man. Uh, <laughs> yo, chat, yo, yo, pastor, yo, uh, uh, preacher JM's up at the podium, hey, man, and the Lord had said, the Miz ain't gonna be nothing. <laughs> I got nothing but love for the Miz. All right. But in any event, um, with the men's match, the men's match was a little different because, I mean, these men were able to be able to perform outside the ring, and they utilized the outside of the ring more so than the women did. It was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, the MVP of this match gotta be Kevin Owens because he took some serious bumps. Mm-hmm. But the one who put in, I would say the 
It all depends what the most means. But putting a lot of work will, will have to be Bob, um, Braun Strowman because Strowman won the match. But just to see Strowman yeah, look human, I loved it because, I mean, too often <laughs> when they build up these monster-type guys, you'll see them taking out two or three guys at the same time because they're just monsters. They just plow through the competition. Yeah, but we you never see saw the big show stub a toe. Exactly. But you see but you see Braun Strowman in a situation where he gets double-teamed, triple-teamed, and begin the match, they all swarm him. And he gets taken off like the first like 20 minutes in a match they bury him under ladders just leave him there while everybody, while everybody else gets to fight but then you see him come back but then you see Joe was able to inflict damage on him so we're able to see him dominate and that's what maybe like yes but you also see them like get taken out um, and it's just great to see this balance. I mean, of course, he just smashed. And at the end of the match, he won. You see this big giant man scale this ladder to win. And shout out to Kofi <laughs> Kingston. First off, I mean, y'all know Kofi's my man 50 grand. But Kofi did something in this match that I thought was great is that he utilized his, um, his reputation for being someone who's able to manipulate um, the situation in a way in which it brings a... Uh, uh, a shock factor if you will so during the match um, Stroma's scaling a ladder and I think I want to say Finn Balor's on the other side of the ladder mm -hmm. Kofi kicks and jumps off the top rope onto Braun Strowman's back <laughs> so Braun Strowman's climbing up the ladder while Kofi's hanging on his back Bring trying, to reach, closer. Yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to reach for the briefcase it was just an amazing sight to that's see funny, like actually. that was classic that was hilarious nice job because that's what you're in that match for because you're uh, able to bring something different to the table that and he's a high flyer like Balor so to be able to have two high flyers in that match with these big guys was great and just Strowman did so well me at the end when he grabbed the briefcase the whole audience was chanting get these hands get these hands because he's going to give them these hands so at the end it was a great pay-per-view at least for these two matches the rest of the matches I mean you got what you expected I love the swerve of what happened with with Alexa cashing in. So overall, I give this a thumbs up and check it out. Side note, one thing for you WWE fans, I'm hearing a lot of folks who um who maybe not be watching Raw as much, may not be watching SmackDown as much, and I'll be I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched Raw SmackDown about a month or so. And the good thing about that is I was able to come to this pay-per-view with fresh eyes. I was able to cut to this pay-per-view like, you know what? I can look at this product for what it is as opposed to being oversaturated with it. So that is to say for those of you who might have checked out from WWE, like you know what? I'm tired of seeing this 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 trash that's on Monday nights because they're just shoving it in your face. At least check out the pay-per-views because at the end, um, you'll definitely get a lot out of it. I mean, I was able to get as I was able to catch up on everything I missed just by watching a pay-per-view. All right. So this, check it out. This PSA brought to you by Vince McMahon. <laughs> all right. I want to thank you all for joining us for another episode of Geek Down. It's been action-packed, fun-filled, and loaded to the gills. I want to thank just Johnny. Yo. I want to thank J.M. Phillip Priest. Peace, peace. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yo. I want to thank you wonderful viewers and listeners for listening to us and watching us. You were checking out checking us out on WMFRadio.com. But also, hopefully, you're watching us at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. If you weren't, you get on there. You can check out every episode right here at 9 p.m. Same bad time, same bad channel. In between then, you heard the things tonight you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or just go to the website and get all the social media links and all the uh, archived footage for yourselves at geek-down.com we're on facebook we're on twitter itunes soundcloud all over the mothers catch us on twitch catch us live and indirect in your house until next week we'll catch you all but until then be excellent to each other peace peace ladies and gentlemen boys and girls if you're looking for a band room in the city of boston please consider the sound museum you want and blow your goddamn head right off. Soundmuseum.net. Anytime, any place, anywhere.
like I did, do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical, legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. something to say but you want to say it with your body with ink or piercing get down to stingray body art 386 cambridge street in alston rock city right next to o'brien's pub stingray body art boston's best tattoos make an appointment right now go to stingraybodyart.com check out the artists they're on the left side of the page and you're gonna be like i want to get a tattoo at stingray these artists are awesome stingray body art boston's best tattoos piercing and permanent makeup now offering laser tattoo removal right in the heart of Austin! Austin. 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 Austin.